Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to Check the Mark. I am Mark Lucero. Thank you for joining me. We are deep into the third round in the Australian Open in Melbourne. The big news, though, is off the court. Everyone must have seen yesterday there were a number of new cases in the Melbourne community resulting in Melbourne re-entering a hard lockdown. So for Melbourne citizens, you can leave your home, I think, for an hour a day. Lots of things shut down. Most relevant to the tennis, no more fans for a minimum of five days. And if anyone was watching the matches last night, you saw the stadium get cleared at 11.30 p.m. local time during the Fritz-Djokovic match, which is something that I don't know if we've ever seen anything like that in sports, you know, where a game is stopped or a match is stopped and you clear the arena. I don't, at least I don't remember thinking that I'd seen anything like that. So the matches will carry on. They've already started. Uh, the women are on first today. The arenas are empty, which is a bummer. Obviously, the movements of the players now are restricted like everybody else. They can go from the hotel or their Airbnb to the facility, and that's about it. So it's sort of a return to what the players did at the end of last year, but it kind of takes some of the fun out of the way this Australian trip had been going. Restaurants, walks, stores, museums, beaches, whatever the players wanted to do, they could do, which was the carrot at the end of the 14-day quarantine that was part of the whole negotiating for the trip to Australia to happen in the first place. The thing I want to keep an eye on is the mental health of the players, the media, whoever made the trip, the coaches, whoever made the trip to Australia. Isolation is not easy. Obviously, it's been well documented. If you look at the sports that did bubbles last season, baseball in the playoffs, NBA regular season and playoffs, hockey regular season and playoffs, mental health was something that came up a lot, particularly near the end of the bubbles. And it was something that the players associations and all those sports were and are very reluctant to do again. So I think it's something to keep an eye on. I think we're going to hear more players talk about it. Manorino spoke about it yesterday. Schwartzman as well. So just something to keep an eye on. Anyway, we have a special guest today. Marcos Giron joins us. Marcos is a former UCLA Bruin, a former national singles champion, NCAA singles champion 2014. He was a, one of the best college players in the country during his four years at UCLA. He's had a tough pro career. He had two hip surgeries that kept him out of the game for a long time and really impeded his progress. He's made a huge jump over the last 18 months, really broke through at the end of last season. He put in the hard yards doing the long indoor season, had a great Antwerp and Paris. He came through qualities in both events, and I believe he made quarters in both events, taking down guys like Matteo Berrettini and David Goffin. He's up to number 75 in the world, and he won a couple matches in the warm-up week prior to the Australian Open. And in the Australian Open, he lost first round to Sasha Zverev in four sets. Anyway, Marcos will join us coming up. All right. I want to welcome Marcos Giron to check the mark. Marcos, you are the first ATP Tour player on the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm excited. So, Marcos, you had a notable start to your Australia trip. You were on one of the flights that had the hard lockdown. How was that for you? Not specifically related to your tennis, but how are the vibes? How was your mindset? 
you know, you mentioned to me that you went for that midnight hit as soon as you were released for the morale. How, how, how was the whole two weeks for you? You know, it's interesting. It was, uh, it, it, it obviously was, was, it sucked. It was terrible news to find out that we're going to have to hard quarantine for two weeks, but we kind of like knew the risk. I didn't, I did not expect that a flight attendant was going to test positive and, uh, and that the whole entire plane was going to be at risk, but, uh, was, was going to be considered close contact, but it is what it is. And so to be honest, actually the time went by faster than I expected. Um, the time, the, the room was okay, except for the fact that when, when trying to do a exercise, sh- doing, doing shuttles across the room, that's when it really, the, the, the room started really shrinking. But other than that, I was playing a bunch of Catan and, uh, with some friends and so much FaceTiming. It was, it was, it was kind of wild actually by the end of the day, by the end of each day, I was like, I was kind of, I was ready. I was, I was ready to go to bed. I was tired, but, um, to be honest, for for me it was tough because unfortunately at the end of December I had uh, I got COVID, have no idea where I got it from my girlfriend and I but uh, and so I was quarantined for 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 the ten days then, and then uh, going into hard quarantine again for another two weeks was was a bummer. So pretty much leading into this whole Australian trip, I had three and a half weeks of of being stuck in a room, which was definitely not ideal. Um, that being said. Uh, I kind of I, I wanted to make the most of the situation. It is what it is, and just the 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 the, the worst that we can do is do absolutely nothing in the room and leave and be out of shape and and not be ready mentally to battle. And and I think there is something to be said about being able to to have that time off and be re- really excited to get outside and be motivated and hungry to be on the court. Whereas I think some of the other guys. They've already been training at the same facility for for a couple of weeks, and by the time Australian Open comes around, it they'll they'll already been there for three weeks. Where yeah, of course, I think that's an advantage physically, uh, but I think mentally, I think some of the guys, I don't know, at least for me, I think are a little bit were a little bit more excited to compete. Well, and you you looked excited to compete. You you got three good matches in during the warm up week. You had a couple really good wins, and then you had Alexander Zverev first round of Australian Open. A couple tough sets. You lost in four. How did you feel out there? I, I thought you played really well, particularly that first set, the way you played big points. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It's always exciting playing top top ten players in the world. Alex has shown he's he's one of the best. Making finals of U.S. Open just for the last several years, he's been he's been one of the big dogs. And so it, for me, it was, it was it was exciting to play in front of fans again, playing in front on Margaret Court Arena. Uh, it, I had a good off season playing with with uh, with Fritz, with uh, Escobedo, Sam, and and so I, the training was uh, was really good, and I felt I felt tennis wise from there like I had a good base and prepared, and so so honestly I went into the match like believing I could win. Like at the end of last year, I had some good wins beating Goffin, Berrettini, and so I knew that my level was there. But it's always, you know, the first few games, you kind of got to feel the opponent out, never never hit with him. Um, and so, yeah, I was really happy with how I played to start the match. The first two sets, um, kind of kind of interesting seeing the dynamics of the, the matches, seeing where, where in the points I could kind of take advantage and where, where, where he, he was going to take advantage of me. Um, but but it was it, I was happy with how I played the big points, being able to hold on to my serve, able to win the first set breaker. Second set, I was I got down an early break, um, but was able to get it back. I mean, 
in the breaker, he played a good breaker, but I still had a look. At 5-3 in the breaker, he had a serve to my forehand. I sailed the forehand return, which I'm usually pretty dialed in on, and I, I think if I make that, I put a lot of pressure on him, and who knows? If I could if I could get that second set breaker, I think uh, who knows what happens. Up two sets of love. But then after that, the third and fourth set, I felt physically I wasn't quite there. I think the time in quarantine kind of caught up, definitely, but... Um, but it's but it's good to see that that uh, that my level is there to compete with the best in the world. So you mentioned your end of last year, you won a ton of matches in Antwerp, a bunch of matches again in Paris, and then you know, obviously playing super close with Alexander Zverev here. What's the difference for you? What do you feel like you're doing well to sort of make this jump in your game right now? I think a, a big part of it is mentally believing that I have the level. Um, last year was a great year for me because it was I was playing all ATP events and kind of and being able to practice and compete with the with with the with the best players in the world on a on a weekly basis. Um, I've been doing a really good job taking my, my uh, taking care of my serve. My serve and plus one has been has been solid, and I I think I, I've been a, been doing a really good job mentally staying staying consistent throughout the match and putting co- consistent pressure on opponents. Um, I don't know for my game. I think I my game is pretty well rounded and and so uh and I still have the ability to uh to to hurt people and so I th- I think I my game poses a problem for a lot of guys and and I and I think a big part of it is mentally believing and also staying the course throughout the entire match and having less dips of uh of uh poor energy or mistakes so you've stuck around in Melbourne. I know you, you've gotten some golf in the last couple of days along with <laughs> practice. You're on your way to France. The big news yesterday was the state of Victoria changing the guidelines and basically putting Melbourne back into a lockdown. How's the vibe been in the last 24 hours amongst the players? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a bummer. I think all the players and uh, pretty much everyone here is bummed out because we were all excited to be here in Australia. I mean, this is outside the two week quarantine. Um, once we're here is amazing. It is just being able to walk down the streets and see life is back to normal. It's, it felt in a weird way wrong to do, but it was, it was amazing. And it was awesome. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the match with curios and, uh, curious on team, but the crowd was going absolutely insane. And, oh, amazing. And that's, amazing. I think, you know, I think that's what, that's what, uh, that's what athletes. And I think we, we live for, we live to compete and we live, live for that and and so the idea that that is is taken away i think is, is definitely a huge bummer um it kind of it kind of what made it made this trip so special is being able to interact with the fans and life is back to normal it kind of got taken away and so i think I, I, not just athletes but the people in the streets everyone's kind of bummed by this and and hopefully hopefully that it that they're, they're able to catch it soon and and that the virus doesn't spread so what what will your next couple of days look like? Well, ideally, I was going to train and hopefully get some good tea times in, but that's not going <laughs> to uh, the the golf's not going to happen. But uh, now, fortunately, we're still able to go to the facility and practice. And so the next couple of days, uh, going to practice. Got to got to figure out my trip plan schedule to go back to uh, to go to France to compete in a couple of tournaments. So so in the meantime, just it's going to be getting all the logistics ready for my trip and, and practice and and get ready for the next event. Nice, Marcos. Well, we appreciate you spending a couple minutes with us and wishing you the best of luck in the European indoor season coming up. Awesome. Thanks, Mark.
That was Marcos Giron. Huge thank you to Marcos for joining us. There's some big matches on the schedule tonight. I'm really looking forward to Cam Nori and Rafa Nadal, not to mention a bunch of interesting women's matches. Jessica Pagula, a favorite of mine. She's on court later. Jennifer Brady, who's got a nice section of the draw. She's on court later. Shelby Rogers, who I always watch her matches because of all the time we spent together. She's up later. So always rooting for the American women. And let me know again what you think. At Mark Lucero on Twitter, at Mark Lucero on Instagram. This has been another episode of Check the Mark. Subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you. Have a good one.